Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode. Um, To get things started off, before we get to our guest, I do have a few people to thank. Uh, A couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I said that if uh, you went on Apple Podcasts and left a review, that I would do my best to give you a little shout out um, on the show. So these are the people since then who have left reviews. W.P. Boyd, Mary Poppins 61, Aloha for Happy Life. And Auntie CG, all four of you guys, thank you so much for the words that you left for me to read. They uh, were really encouraging, um, and it really does mean a lot to me and and my dad and his brothers to hear from our listeners. So thank you guys so much. Um, anyone else listening who feels led to lead a review, um, don't feel like you have to be super nice. You can say whatever you want, because uh, I do read all of them. Um, and I, I appreciate the advice and critiques that I get from some of our listeners. So thank you guys, uh, for doing that. And yeah, that's that. So we'll get into, uh, our, our guest for today. I'm thankful to have her here with me. She, um, uh, just got done doing my wife's hair. So my wife loves her very much, not just because of that, but also, but because you're family to us. So I want to welcome today my cousin, Courtney Katina. Thank you, Josh, for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I've been looking forward to this and, um, I want to just start off by giving you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners who may or may not know you. Yeah. I am Sam's youngest daughter, his favorite daughter, (laughs) and I currently live in Nashville, and I'm doing hair there, and I also do social media on the side, one being the Katina, so if you're not following them already, (laughs) please hit that follow button, and yeah. Yeah, Courtney, she does... If you've ever seen anything that looks good on social media <laughs> from the Katinas, it's it's Courtney's work. So, um, Courtney's very talented and um, just an amazing person. And Courtney, I'm uh, again, thank you for being here. Uh, I know that you listen to the podcast. You're yes. one of our first loyal listeners, so I'm thankful for you for that. And so you know how they work. Yes, I have uh, three questions. And the first two are things that I'm more interested in. And the third one is more about you. Um, so we'll start with your first question. Okay. And um, so for our listeners, Courtney, like I said, she just did my wife's hair and she came over and we had some lunch. And so I kind of had a little bit of time to talk with her before this. And um, w- this came up when we were talking before. And I asked you about um, your dietary choices oh my gosh um and you've told me that it's almost been two years now since you've eaten meat yeah which are are you i I don't know the terminology is it vegetarian yeah vegetarian Vegetarian. okay i would love because i'm pretty sure you're the only vegetarian in our family family, yeah. yeah and 
I feel like it's probably not easy to be a vegetarian in the Katina family. I would love to just hear like what went behind you making Mm -hmm. that decision and like how does that affect your life uh, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Okay. So I do think it would, it'll be two years in January. Um, but I watched Game Changers on Netflix and it's pretty much about what a vegetarian is. And I don't know, like, of course, like in our family, if you go to any gathering, it's always rice and chicken. Uh-huh. And so I don't know what, a like, cause I've watched what the health or something. I don't remember what it was called, but I watched like how they process meat and it was like Uh disgusting to me but i was like i don't care like i'm still gonna eat meat yeah and so i don't remember who it was that told me to watch game changers but i watched it is that the one with the rock i mean like the rock the titans like i've never seen i've never seen it you should watch it okay not that i don't know so i just watched it and i was like okay i'm just gonna try it for like a month and then, so it was a month, and then two months, and then three months, and then now it's almost two years. Uh-huh. And so I think just the more I I did it, the longer I was like, I didn't, I like, I don't miss meat, but really? it's not even, it's so weird because when people ask me, they're like, oh my gosh, why, why? Like, is it religious or health reasons? And it was really just something for me to be like, okay, I'm going to see if I can do it. And yeah. now it's been two years. Wow. Wow. I- yeah, I mean, I've never, like, ever really considered yeah. <laughs> becoming vegetarian. I I know that a lot of people, the people, I don't know a lot of vegetarians, but the ones that I do know, they, a lot of them, like, their reasoning behind it is just the way that, like, uh, animals, animals are yeah. treated. And, right. Because to provide meat mm-hmm. for, like, let's just talk about America. almost. Yeah. 400 million people you need a lot of cows and pigs and chickens and they're being my knowledge of it is that they call it factory farming Mm -hmm. where it's it's not necessarily a a human humane way of of raising livestock and so that's like a big reason for most of the people that i know who are vegetarian is they just don't want to support that which i can respect but um it sounds to me like for you it's just like I'm just going to try this and you kind of stuck with it. Mm -hmm. So like indulge me, like what's your daily, like, what do you eat? (laughs) Cause I can't, it's hard if I had to like not eat meat for a whole day, it would be really hard. So I think when I first started, like I really did want to try to eat healthier cause a lot of vegetarians, like they'll just eat snacks and Uh carbs. And so it's kind of like defeating the purpose so in the beginning i was vegetarian and i had no dairy and i think i did that for three months and then realized it was not for me Uh because i eat cheese like every single day (laughs) um so what i eat in a day if my mom's listening to this she'll probably say uber eats (laughs) (laughs) because in the morning i'll have like yogurt granola Uh oatmeal and then when i'm working there's not a lot of time for me to eat. Like, I don't even have a lunch break. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the nights I'll go home and order Uber Eats. Yeah. And that's probably, like, pasta or... There's a lot of uh, meatless meats that yeah. I have been eating. And so that's, like, quinoa, beans. Or, like, um, the, the plant-based Yeah, plant-based, meats. yeah. I've, 
I've never tried them, but I've seen them. They look like... like I've I probably saw, like, tried every single... Not every single, but a lot of them. Because a lot of them just taste like grains and yeah. are not good at all. I went to a restaurant recently and they had plant-based chicken wings. Uh-huh. I was like, what is that? How does that work? And I saw I saw them and they looked just like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like meat. A lot of them... It's hard to find like meatless meat or plant-based that actually tastes like meat. Yeah. So I'm sure by now, like your body has adjusted. Oh yeah. But when you first started, when you first made the change, like what did it feel like physically? Was it hard for you or was it, did it seem natural or? Yeah. So I think it would have been a year after I came back from YWAM um, and backstory. I graduated high school, went to YWAM uh, youth with a mission and I went to Hawaii for three months and then Africa and in Africa I got malaria oh wow so when I came home she did like my blood mm-hmm. work and blood levels or whatever it is and then it was like a couple months after that that I started with no meat uh-huh. and when I first started like I felt exhausted like no no energy whatsoever because before then I was eating meat like every single meal yeah and that's where i had i would say like energy or whatever it was but then i think after probably three months then my body was adjusted mm. so m- m- mostly you were just like tired like yeah. lower energy levels yeah. yeah that makes sense i i um i commend you for for doing it and uh yeah it's a it's a an honorable <laughs> choice to make so that's your first one that I really was curious about yeah. that because I, I don't know if we've ever really talked about it. I think mm-hmm. I didn't. You one th- thing that's different about you from lots of vegetarians that I know is like you don't tell everybody. Right, so right. I remember one time we were over at the the office and my dad picked up like Zaxby's or something for everyone and you just got a salad with no chicken. I was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Corey, are you on a diet or whatever? And <laughs> and you were like, uh, I just don't eat meat. And I said, since when? I know, you said, yeah. Oh, I started like six months ago. I know. So. Well, because in our family, like, if anyone was to come in and said, like, oh, I don't eat meat, then you're pretty much stuck with, like, nothing to eat. Yeah. But I'm just not trying to be that vegetarian or plant-based person to wherever they go. They're like, oh, I can't eat this yeah, and this yeah. and this. Well, thanks for doing that, Court. I appreciate it. Um, Well, that's your first question. And you actually mentioned something in your answer that kind of leads into your second question. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of lay the groundwork for this question because it's something that I actually think about a lot and have been thinking about a lot for maybe a year or two now. And... um, Basically, so for those, for the listeners who don't know, I went to college and graduated with a degree, um, and my wife did as well. That's where we met, um, and I'm thankful for my college experience, and uh, I think that there was a lot of good that came from it, but I've been questioning a lot just the value of college, especially for like kids graduating high in high school now and graduating now because I have a lot of cousins who are in, mm-hmm. in that age and when I go back and think about my time in high school um college was like a big 
like that was the focal point of high school is preparing you for college and there really wasn't at least to me offered any other options other than well you need to study hard to get good grades on your standardized tests Mm -hmm. and have a good GPA that way you can get accepted into college and there was not really any talk about well what if college isn't for me or what if I can't afford it or what if I just don't want to do that don't want to commit the next four years of my life to to doing that and so I would love to talk to you about um, your decision to not go to college and um, if you would I guess the pros and cons Mm -hmm. in your opinion of taking a different path right um so am I talking about like my experience after or like yeah just like like how you chose that and like kind of what the road has been for for you because um at least in our community like if you don't go to college Mm -hmm. there's not really like a a pathway set out for you you kind of have to figure it out on your own so just like how that worked and yeah um yeah um so I think growing up and I I can confidently say this about not just my mom and dad but all the uncles and aunties I grew up with like no pressure to go to college like it was always like whatever you do like make sure you love it and you're confident with your decision and so that was great to know because even when I was a freshman like I would talk to my friends and they were already stressed about okay what college am I gonna choose like what am I gonna do after this and I would say sophomore year I knew for a fact that I wanted to do hair. Mm. Um, Growing up watching your mom and Auntie Jessica was just something that I loved doing and it didn't feel like work to me. And so I knew for a fact that after I graduated, I would go to cosmetology school and get my license. Um, But senior year, I really just wanted to get away and I feel like a lot of kids who grew up in Franklin, it kind of feels like a bubble in a way. And so I wanted to just go where no one knew me, like no one knew my family and be able to um, just kind of rediscover like who I am, what my purpose is. And so that's when I decided to do YWAM, which again is Youth with a Mission. Um, It was three months in Kona, Hawaii, and that was discipleship training school. And then it was another three months of outreach, was which was in Uganda. And so during that time, like I'm still so thankful for that uh, to this day because it was just kind of like I put the world on pause in a way and just focused on myself and my relationship with the Lord and. I just knew that like Franklin is so small and there's so much more in the world. And I don't know, like I, I, again, I was never pressured into college, but I felt like I needed that year and gap to just be on my own, like away from family, away from friends and really just dive deep into not only my relationship in the world, but other people from different areas in the world. 
Yeah. I, so I remember when you, when you went to YWAM and, uh, our whole family was excited for you. And I definitely agree with you when you said with our family, mm-hmm. you know, there was not any pressure to go to college because, well, did your mom, your mom went she to did, college, yeah. yeah, but your dad didn't. Right. And like my dad didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. So I definitely had an example from my parents and I know you did as well about, well, you don't, college is not the only way to mm-hmm. succeed, but, um, like all of my peers and like the kids I grew up with, that was, I was definitely in the minority when it came to that. So, um, I, I want to ask about, you talked about getting away from Franklin and mm-hmm. specifically getting away from the family. Right. Because um, I know you're like me where family is such a huge part of like who I am and what I value and where I find my identity, honestly. And I want to ask like when you took those six months to not be mm-hmm. with the family and... Um, just focus on yourself like what what do you think you learned being away from that about yourself and just about the world in general yeah um so I think I would have been 18 and again like I would say that me and one of my friends were just talking about this the other day but just how like loyal I am to family yeah and I just felt too um not to like get sidetracked, but growing up, like as a Katina kid, I feel like there is a lot that's expected from you. And I just felt like, again, I needed to be somewhere that no one knew who I was. And I feel like that challenged me to be able to like sit with myself and understand like, okay, whatever my family is saying, like, that's cool, but what am I, like, doing? Uh, And what is my actual purpose? And what do I believe? Because I think there, even in the world today, like, there's so many things thrown out you, like, social media and what's um, in or what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. And that was just, like, a huge challenge for me to be able to make my own decisions about everything yeah the the reason I wanted to ask you that was because I honestly feel like one of the most valuable things that I got from going to college was probably the same thing that you got out of YWAM was being away from my family Mm -hmm. and having to like I, I think you talked about sometimes there's like a lot of expectation that comes with being part of the Katina family in my opinion, like, I think a lot of that expectation comes from ourselves. Right. It's not from other people. And um, so just spending time and realizing that, you know, I'm Josh Katina, but I'm also Josh. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really valuable for me. And not just the classes or the degree, which, yes, okay, those were valuable. Yeah. But um, it, it was those lessons that I learned that I think... I'll definitely carry with me for forever. So, um, yeah, I want you to know I'm really proud of you. Thank and you. Uh, tell us what. So, how old are you now? Twenty three. So twenty three. So you're four or five years out of high school. Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? Um. Uh, well, I work at a salon. It's called So Salon. I actually just switched salons. 
Um, I'm working Monday through Thursdays and Saturdays and just trying to build my clientele. And I'm looking for a new apartment too because (laughs) I think I want to move in like just me and no roommates. But I love my roommates. I don't think they would ever listen to this. But um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to grind and... Do you, do you like your job? I do. Yeah. I love it. See, that's one of the things, because you talked about um, how our family said, whatever you do, just make sure you mm-hmm. love it. And I don't know if you've ever, I, I just think I didn't take that as seriously um, when I was younger as I do now. Like just the value of being able to do something that you actually enjoy doing, mm-hmm. which I think it's hard to know when you're 18 and you're going to college and you have to pick a major like well if i do this i'm gonna be happy doing this forever right which may some people they do know when they're 18 but for me and i think a lot of other people they don't yeah and so i would say to you like don't take it for granted that you get to do Mm -hmm. something that you enjoy doing because um that's just a a, it's more rare than i than you think yeah that's what i think i knew too that this was going to be the career path that I chose because when I am working, like it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It just feels like it's another day doing something that I love. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Court. Um, well, there's your two questions. Okay. And we'll move on to the third. And as an avid listener of the podcast, <laughs> I know you know what it is. Yep. So I'll just ask it. What's going on at home? Okay, um, what's going on at home? I feel like I've literally said everything, but probably not. Um, again, I'm working and uh, not to get too deep, but I think it was the podcast that you were talking. I think it was Je- Jeff Helton and you said, I'm just trying to like figure out my purpose again. Uh-huh. And that was something like when I listened to it, I was like, that's me. Uh-huh. Because I think a lot of times, and I know we talk about the Enneagram on this podcast, and I'm a three. And so that's the achiever. And I like to, like for me to feel value, I do a lot of things. Uh Um, But I'm just trying to figure out life and purpose outside of working. Because I think a lot of times I just get so caught in like what I'm doing. What social media thing do I have to do? And I forget, like, I actually have a life outside of work. And so now I think it's just about finding value in other things besides work and mm-hmm. finding what truly makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so you're, you work at a salon, but you also talked about how you do stuff for the Katinas. Mm-hmm. Um, explain what that's like and what it's like working <laughs> with and for the family yeah um i'm trying to remember when i first started working for them i feel like it's been like three years yeah i don't know i know that well they brought me in to start doing like little things yeah when like the pandemic started and they were kind of at home more uh-huh and you were already like full on and so it's been at least like a year and a half too oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, so it was when I was actually still, no, it would have been after I graduated cosmetology school. And so 
I love to create stuff. Like in high school, my focus or whatever you want to call it was digital design. And so it was like a lot of graphics and stuff like that. And I think one day I went on their Instagram and I was like, I feel like I could help. Yeah. And um, it was just something I wanted to do. So Uncle James and I, because he's the head of marketing, <laughs> uh, we went to Starbucks and pretty much talked about that. And he gave me like free range, which I was hoping for. But also I was like, okay, actually, like now I have to do all of their social yeah. media. So in the beginning, I would say... I struggled because I knew like graphic design, but also like now it's like, okay, I have to have knowledge about like marketing mm-hmm. and promotion. Um, and which I loved, but in the beginning it was challenging, but now it's kind of second nature to me. And yeah. it's actually given me like a platform to do other projects with people, which I love. And, I love that I get to talk to them every single day. Yeah. If not every single day, at least once a week. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, so like I mentioned during the pandemic, they brought me in to like start. Uh, I was helping mix like some of their Facebook lives mm-hmm. and um, just like small stuff. But it was enough to where I was like, I felt like I was working for them and um, just part time. But <laughs> I, I realize that there are like different challenges that come with working with family. Yeah. Like, like, especially like working with your dad. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I commend you because you do that. You've been doing it for, for a few years now. Yeah. And I know that they're very thankful for the work that mm-hmm. you do. And, um, could you talk, t- could you talk about, um, without, <laughs> without like saying anything that's going to get you in trouble? Right. Like, what are, like, challenges that come with working with the family business? Without getting me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, challenges. Um, I think being... Am I Generation X if I'm 98? Or millennial? Uh, I honestly don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I would just say from, like... So, I'm 23, and my dad's... Or they're, like, in... 40, late 40s, early 50s, right? Yeah, 40s is generous. Yes. So so that's like a huge gap. Yeah. And so like how I see social media and promotion is a thousand percent different than what they see. And so, and again, like their fan base, because I hear this all the time, is like a middle-aged soccer mom, Uh which I'm like, I mean, I can't really relate to that. But it's, if you're a middle-aged soccer mom listening, we love you. Yes, yes, we do, we do. Like, you. there's nothing against that. Yeah. It's just, I can't, um, I mean, I see, like, what's in or, like, fashion and, I don't know. Anyways, um, so it was very hard for me to, like, tone it down. Yeah. Because I'm very, like, out of the box. I want to do something that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's come with some challenges, yeah. but I've learned like, yes, I can still do stuff that no one else is doing, but mm. also try to be appealing to everyone. Yeah. I'm surprised this hasn't come up, but a lot of them, you've designed merch for them yeah. as well. Yeah. How did that start? And like, where did, um, 
like did you have you always been into that or like was that kind of something they just threw on you and you're no, like no 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 yeah um honestly i think that was like probably when i first because i think when i first started it was for merch uh-huh. And then I actually started doing social media. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always loved all of our merch, but I wanted to, since our main target, once again, is like a middle-aged uh, soccer mom, which we love, I felt <laughs> like we weren't targeting the next generation, uh-huh. which is like me and younger people. And so I wanted to create a line that um, pulled people in. So that way we were promoting and um, just being able to reach younger people and older people. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job. <laughs> Thank I, you. Uh, so I think I was at Lee when you first started doing that. And it was weird for me because I had never had like my peers say, right. I would love to get some of your dad's merch. <laughs> yeah. But when you started doing that, I had friends that were like, where can I get this? Where can I get that? And so I actually, had, there was people on our campus that would, were wearing like the Katina's oh merch. Gosh. And yeah. people like, people we went to school with, they didn't always know like who, the, the Katina's to them were like me and Jackson and your sister. They yeah. didn't know our dads. And so they were like, are the Katina's mm-hmm. us three selling merch or something yeah. like that? And so... But um, you definitely accomplished your goal of, of, you. of bringing in younger people and all of that. Um, well, there's one more question that I had planned on asking you, and I think we'll have a little more time um, afterwards. But this is a question that I've asked people on the podcast before, and I knew I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's something that's important to me is dreams Mm -hmm. and uh ambition and goals and so i would love to hear from you core as a 23 year old living in nashville what what are you dreaming about right now yeah i love that um i want to give a quick shout out to before i answer this to my parents because i think i take them for granted but also growing up I was always reminded, like, there's nothing I can't do. And um, they always encouraged me to dream. And, again, whatever I put my mind to, I can do. And so I'm very thankful for that because I know a lot of um, people or kids think that their dreams don't matter. And also I want to be someone to tell you, whoever's listening, that whatever you do and whatever you love, you can accomplish it. And... I would say my biggest dream now is, again, to work, but find something, too, that is the complete opposite of working. Mm -hmm. And I want to find peace with whatever that is. And again, like I said, I right now I'm trying to rediscover my purpose outside of work. Um... And so I don't know what that is, but I think just being able to live in peace Mm. and work in 100% love it like I do. Um, Another dream is not anytime soon, but I really want to live somewhere that's not Nashville. Mm. 
And so I don't know where that is, but I think traveling and especially YWAM has taught me how small Nashville is. It might not seem like that now because everyone's moving to Nashville. Um, But I don't know. I want to live somewhere uh, maybe like in a bigger city and be able to do what I love. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Well, it's funny you brought up Nashville because one of the things I was thinking about asking you was because being in Nashville, Mm -hmm. especially over the past like year and a half, like if you haven't been to Nashville then you need to know that Nashville is exploding. Like there's so many people moving here um, for lots of different reasons. But I wanted, I was going to ask you like, why do you think people um, are moving here so much? Like Mm -hmm. what's the draw? But I guess I'll kind of switch it up and ask you like, um, what is it like? What about Nashville are you trying to escape? And like, yeah. Yeah. Cause so, like, when clients sit down, they'll... I mean, I probably meet someone every single day who just moved here. Yeah. From, like, California, New York's huge, uh-huh. and then Texas. Yeah. And every single time they sit down, and again, nothing against Nashville. I think it's because I've been here my whole life. But in the back of my head, I'm like, what? Like, I don't <laughs> Like, the Bachelorette scene, okay, yeah. cool. But for me... I think Nashville is just, like, a cool place. I mean, I love living here. Don't get me wrong. But I don't understand, like, why... What is it? Like, a hundred and something people are moving here every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Like, and so I live in Franklin, which is, like, 25, 30 minutes south. Right. And it just feels different to me. Like, it's more crowded. Mm -hmm. It's busier. There's new, like, apartments and stuff showing up every day, it seems like. But, sorry, keep going. Yeah, but I would just say, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to escape. But also, for me, I think of it as, like, a challenge that I want to be able to do it. um, And just move somewhere that, because, again, like, I've only lived in Nashville for my whole life. And so I want to be able to experience somewhere else that's not Nashville and because again like the world has so much to offer and I'm young and I'm single and there's really nothing to be left behind besides my family and so I mean I think of it as like timing is perfect right now yeah no I agree I I think so I'm young I'm not single I'm married (laughs) but while you you don't have hardly any attachments right now so I, I think you should take advantage of that and I don't want you to leave and hopefully it's not anytime soon, but I, I definitely can see why. And I think part of it is like growing up here because I have friends who are not, who are not from Nashville and they're like, Oh, I love Nashville. I love visiting. And, yeah. And they'll come into town and they'll ask me like, what should we do? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'd never go up there. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, I, it is weird how many people have are moving here. And you're all welcome. We're, right. We love having you guys here. But it's it's just changing the city a lot. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing those dreams with me, Court. I think whatever you, wherever you go and whatever you do, you're going to be amazing at Thank it. Thank you. Um, so completely different direction. You're wearing a Travis Scott shirt Oh, right my now. gosh. I would love to hear. Are you, would, you, would you call yourself a Travis Scott fan? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now... Yeah, I would still be a fan, yeah. 
to the people who don't know, because that Travis Scott is was involved in a, I, you could call it a scandal or honestly a tragedy yeah. recently. Um, and I think your sister was there. She was wasn't there. She? Yeah. Tell the story of what happened and what your thoughts are on it. Like, oh my gosh. is Travis liable? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so his. So I actually went to Asher World, which is his tour or album in Nashville, but I was like not on the ground. I uh-huh. was, I would say, like a couple rows back. But he had Astro World in Texas. And Caitlin and Jervon were there. And explain what Astro World is. It's pretty much just, I would, I'm trying to just, uh, it's a festival, I yeah. would say. He brought out like Drake, I don't know who else, um, but it's like a concert. And so they went, and I actually watched videos of this too. I think like the first hour or so, it was fine. Like people were, going through the lines everything was fine and then you see pictures of people like throwing the fences and just running inside mm-hmm. um and Ka- caitlin and javon are like the people that they love concerts but they also are like not sad if they're further back and just enjoying themselves uh-huh. which i'm the complete opposite like if i don't have like front row seats to a concert like i'm not having fun Uh um so i don't remember how many i mean there was a if you look up astro world you'll probably see like thousands and thousands of people there but apparently people brought in syringes filled with i don't know what and were going around and injecting people and um people obviously lost their lives yeah. and i th- i mean i know there's probably going to be a huge lawsuit about it now but um i honestly kind of looked at it cuz in the beginning everyone was like i know i can't cuss on this podcast yeah. so i'm not but people are like f travis scott yeah. like blah 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 but i think growing up and having dads as musicians like you are on stage and I feel like you're in and I'm not making excuses either so let me just clarify that but there's lights in your face (laughs) and you're in your zone and so you're not paying attention to anything and so I think that because a lot of the other concerts too like people have gotten hurt at his concerts like he's known for that but I will say that there was a video that I watched on TikTok where people were like telling the security guards like people are dying uh-huh. and are getting hurt and they weren't doing anything about it so i do think there should be management that obviously needs to be what's the word held accountable right yeah. held accountable but also i think it's unfair for all of the blame to be on him but i do think uh, stepping forward and even in that situation like he should have when he heard something like completely yeah. stopped yeah I probably fall on the other side of yeah. the argument from you court because like I, I do think Travis like some level of responsibility falls yeah. on him because at least obviously I wasn't there but the videos that I saw like 
in the in that kind of situation, basically the only person who has any kind of power is the is performer. Him. Yeah. And so it seemed pretty clear to me that like people were chanting for him to stop and all this stuff. And I get, yeah, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and he he has so many different things on his mind, but when I saw the videos, like I was really disturbed by yeah. what happened and um he also you talked about it he's he kind of has a reputation and like people know like his concerts can get wild Mm -hmm. and reckless and a lot of his fans are like very young kids and and things like that so i get both sides of the argument it'll be interesting to see like what comes of it because i do know there are lawsuits out there where he's involved and i think i've even seen drake Drake was oh, named yeah. in some of the lawsuits, and so that was it. Was I've never seen anything like that at a yeah. at a concert. I mean, I've seen videos, and I've even been to concerts where it's like, wow, it's really packed or it's really it's really wild here, but never anything like that. So I just was curious because you're wearing, you're still wearing a Travis Scott t-shirt. I did not even, yeah. Um, who did you do? You have Spotify. I have Apple Music. Oh no! I well, know. I know. If you did have Spotify, who do My you think? Top. Would, yeah, who do you think would be your top artists? <sighs> I'd love to know who you're listening to. Um, I love Jack Harlow. Okay. Um, and then River Katina, shout out to you, actually got me on D Smoke. Okay. So I love him. He was on a. Uh, the Netflix series Rhythm and Flow. I don't know if you knew uh-uh. that. I need to watch that. Here's a spoiler alert, but he won the show, like the oh. first season. Oh, okay. Now I know Rhythm and Flow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I listened to SZA. Nice. I mean, there's so many. Like, I'm not one of those those listeners who like has an artist and just listens to them. Uh, I still love Kanye. Um, Post Malone. Okay. Yeah, I would just say in that I feel like area. we have similar tastes. I don't really listen to Jack Harlow, but um, the other artists I, I enjoy. Did you see my top I uh-huh. Could you try and guess my top five Jay artists? J. Cole. He was my number one, which I was... I didn't realize he, I listened to him more than anybody. Yeah. I would say J. Cole. Would Kendrick be on there? Kendrick was not on there. I've, I'm annoyed with Kendrick lately <laughs> just because it's been... His last album was 2017, uh-huh. so... It, isn't he coming out with another album, though? Oh, I've been I hearing saw that for it. two I years, it. Corey. Um, I, I, I have debates with Zion about it all the time. I don't think we're going to hear an album from him anytime soon, to be okay. honest, but... It is on his website, though. His, he, he posted something, because Zion posted it, and I I went on the website, and it like said that there was a new album coming out. But uh, I don't know. Maybe well, I'm wrong. I'll believe it when I see but, it. Um... I mean, I don't know who your other three would be. I had J. Cole was number one. Mac Miller oh, yeah. was on there. Um, there's an artist. His name is FKJ. Mm-hmm. I listen to him a lot. He, uh, who are the? Oh, Drake was number four. And then uh, there's a rapper named Loot that he was my number five. But I, I posted a picture of it on Instagram <laughs> and my dad commented, no Katinas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was curious if you were going to say I'm surprised Katinas. that Drake was on your top. Because yeah. don't you not really like Drake? I'm not like a huge Drake fan, but Alexis is a huge yeah. Drake. So I feel like, I mean, I like Drake. 
he's okay, but I wouldn't consider myself a fan, but I listen to him a lot. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to listen to like any kind of mainstream music today without like coming across Drake on yeah. a feature or whatever. That is but true. I, I, post, I posted it and my dad commented, no Katinas. Oh and my gosh. I honestly think I listen to, do you listen to the Katinas ever? Okay, well, so another shout out to Sunday Set 2 yeah. is out. You can find it on thekatinas.com. But I listened because my dad produced it. And so every time I would come home, he would make me listen to every single song. Mm-hmm. But so I listened to the album. I'm not kidding. Probably for like three weeks straight yeah. when it was like not mastered, nothing, just all the way through. And that's probably honestly like one of my top albums from them. Yeah. I listen to, I actually do listen to the Katinas pretty regularly. And I think it would probably surprise my dad how much I listen to them, but um, I feel like they're, and I'm obviously biased, Mm -hmm. but musically, it's hard for me to find people like as consistently solid as them. And again, my last name's Katina, so (laughs) maybe my opinion doesn't count, but I love listening to them. I'm surprised they weren't on my top five. What album do you listen to? um, Well, I listen to Sunday Set. I've honestly, I'm, I've talked to my dad about this so many times, but my favorite Katina's album is not on any streaming service. It's timeless. Oh yeah. Like I love that album. So I've been really trying hard to find it somewhere. I think there's like copyright issues with, cause yeah. it was on an old label or, what, or something like that. And so, um, but yeah, I listen to Sunday set. I'd probably say Sunday set is what I listen to the most yeah. right now. Um, but I'll also go back and listen to their self-titled album, The Katinas, mm-hmm. which I think came out in 99. Yeah. And it's funny when I listen to that album, I have flashbacks to like my childhood because mm-hmm. I would have been three when that came out. So I don't I I definitely don't remember like when it came out, but um, that was music that was played in our house and and. I went to the concerts when they were on tour. So, yeah, I listened to that I, one too. That's so funny because I was coming home and I don't know why, but I put that album on mm-hmm. and I listened to the first track and it was like the countdown yeah. of like space or something. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, I didn't know because that's like so cool. Like nowadays, if you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But then I'm like, Dad, you really did that first. Like yeah, that was you. They were ahead of their time yeah. with that album. But, um, well, Corey, it's been really good getting to talk with you, and um, you know, I'm I'm really just proud of what you're doing and seeing the growth in your life. Thank and you. um, I really want to tell you that I appreciate the way that you love Alexis. That means a lot mm-hmm. to me because uh, Alexis is also a three on the Enneagram, and so I think you guys connect well. Yeah. On on different levels so thank you for being a friend to alexis and thank you for being a friend to me of course um hopefully we can do this again sometime yeah i would love to come back on awesome well we'll do it to those of you listening thank you for tuning in we'll be back with more episodes soon have a great day